0: Okay, so you did half I of what did, she did in I did, one day. No, 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 once. no, no.
1: no, no. I did, did, no, no. Adrian, I did 40% of what she did <laughs> every day once. Small things add up from places that you're not expecting. Don't then rely on your wearable tech to say that you can eat 800 more calories that day because it's doing you a disservice.
0: I'm, I'm not afraid at all. I just, I, I don't really care all that much and you, uh, and you seem to have your uh your panties all up in a bunch of
1: you, you chauvinistic. Nevin Pig. What really grinds you, your gears? You chauvinistic male toxic male. Toxic masculinity Adrian right Sorry, here. Sorry, I couldn't help it, it was my male
0: privilege. You are triggering me? It just was rising up out of me. I'm triggered right now. The guys are using a twelve inch log. Which I, I think is a little unfair because I'm a short person. A short person. A short person. A short person. person. And I feel like there should be allowances made.
1: Should angle it away from you so you can't look at yourself. We're still looking at the camera. But before, and this is more to like make sure everything is good, is that I feel like you're sitting a bit too tall. Make it more realistic. No, 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 don't do it. Hey man.
0: Get it. <laughs> I'm in charge
1: now. All right.
0: Welcome back everybody to the
1: big flex.
0: Welcome back everybody. Back again. It's been a while. It's been a it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Got busy again. Really busy, actually. And then this time we didn't have one of those COVID lockdowns and things just stayed busy. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's been- Unbelievably great, actually. Um, I actually almost don't believe how busy we are. Yeah, very busy. busy. We're actually interviewing someone new this Saturday,
1: Yeah, which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we have a few things to talk about. Um, first of all, before we start, though, subscribe, yo, because I know that 95% of you that watch these videos don't subscribe because statistics tells me that. Come on, help us out. Help the analytics out and uh, just... Go up ahead and squat on that um, subscribe button. Who doesn't love statistics? Everyone loves a little bit of statistics. I think more analytics, which is statistics. I mean, hand in hand? Hand in hand. Yeah. Hand yeah. in Moral hand. Moral of the story, like and subscribe. Please. Okay. We're up to like over 430 though, which is worrying because we're on the way to 1,000 where we have to do 1,100 kilo squats between yeah. us. And I'm not even squatting right now. So when we get to like 750 people, like two, three quarters of the way there, I'm going to have to start squatting like... like a significant
0: amount to get ready. I'm not. You're just going to do it all heart? I'm just going to, as someone that we both know, a Mm. great man once said, it's all about heart. It's all about heart. It's all about heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to wheel my squats into existence and then it'll happen.
1: Well, we'll see how that goes after your first 50 squats and then you just like tap out and have to do 950. Probably poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a fun little event last weekend. We didn't host it. It was uh, hosted at Power to Empower Gym. It was the Static Monsters Perth 2021 competition.
0: It was. It was an interesting comp for a few reasons. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, first of all, take us away. Uh, Megan crushed it. Yeah. Uh, well, we had, three, we, had three well we had three people. We had
1: three people We did. We did. We had okay. Claire, we'll, Fiona, we'll and Megan everybody. all compete. And for those of you that aren't um, up to date on what Static Monsters is, it is a strongman competition. It is not your standard strongman competition with four, five, six events. It is two events and the same two events every single time. It is a log clean and press to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's finished off with a wagon wheel axle deadlift. So a and fat that's not bar. the
0: delicious wagon wheel treats that mm. we all know and love. No, it's an actual the big old wagon steel wheels really are.
1: steel wagon wheels. Yeah. Um, and the the because the wagon wheels are very big, um, and we'll put some photos up. <clears throat> uh they're very big. It, it the pool starts at 18 inches from the ground, so it's a little higher than a normal deadlift. So you get some good juicy numbers in there as well. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. And on the day, everyone did great. Um,
0: we did have we had three ladies competing. We had Claire, Fiona, and Megan. Yeah. Um, I, I say I only mentioned Megan, although I should have. Sorry, ladies, should have mentioned the others as well. They all did amazingly and got PBs. Megan got some huge PBs as well that put her in some fun places. Yeah. Um, and then it just it just got it just got the. The, the competitive juice is flowing. Ooh! So we have some exciting news to yeah. come. Ooh! <laughs> so
1: with a uh, with what, what do
0: they do? So basically, none of them
1: technically got a PB on the log. All right. Now there's a few reasons for that. Fiona um, has been training on our eight inch log here. Handles were a little bit wider on the log she had used in the day, and and just. A little changes in how you set up makes a huge difference on what you can actually press. Maybe there were some nerves involved in there as well. You so we didn't quite get yeah. a PB on the day, which is fine. When you're lifting close to your max weight, little changes make a big difference. Big difference. Now, Claire and Megan were both training on the correct log, their 10-inch log that they were using. And, uh, and, and Claire didn't get a PB, but only because she was nervous and didn't want to have a crack at it. So, she matched her PB comfortably. There was a few more kilos in the tank. She definitely, definitely could have got an easy PB on that one. 100%. And then Megan's all-time best in this gym was 93 kilos and she did 91 the day and the reason for that is 91 kilos got the state record and also the national record for static monsters however there has been a bigger log lifted in a um in a a australian level um uh, strongman competition which was 100 kilos was the record so if you look at like um every lazy boy is a a recliner but not every recliner is a lazy boy right Mm -hmm. like every like jacuzzi is a hot tub but not every hot tub is a jacuzzi yep, right yep. Um, is that Megan uh, has a record but it's not the open Australian record yep. for um, her weight class it okay. is the static monsters record which is still a fantastic achievement um, and then we went into the uh, she had a crack at the 100 who 100.5 which would have been an all time record she cleaned it up couldn't quite couldn't get the press it. cleaned it up again didn't quite get the press this time but next time um, it might be there which would be great then uh, went the the axle deadlift, and that's where all the ladies absolutely crushed it. Mm-hmm. So I uh, think Fiona got a 12 and a half kilo PB, yep. um, Claire got a 15 kilo PB, Sheesh. and Megan yeah. also got a 15 kilo PB, which gave her again the state record. So um, really, really good there um, uh, from all three of our competitors. And we enjoyed it so much, we decided that we're going to jump in next year.
0: Yeah, we we are. we <clears throat> decided that it wasn't going to be competitive at all, and we're all just going to be super friendly about it and just enjoy ourselves. So. What? <laughs> in in the typical fashion, uh, everything in this gym is hyper competitive, and yes. we've already started trying to set what the winner has to do and what the loser has to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we decided a few of us actually have decided that we're going to compete, and I've already started recruiting as well. So hopefully we'll have about ten people. Yeah. So now hopefully in twenty twenty two we're
1: going to have you know. Eight to ten people doing powerlifting comps and a, and a whole bunch doing strongman comps as well, which would be very cool. And the static the static monsters is so good because one, all of the proceeds go to charity. Yep. I think it was going to Beyond Blue was all that went, uh, they went this year from from that competition, um, which is great. So it's, it's done for a good cause. Um, and because it's only two events and you know what they are well in advance, you can yep. train. So it, it takes out those nerves of not having to train for ten events that might get cut down to five events, you know, um, which is what you deal with the, with a normal strongman competition. Um, you have to train for basically everything until eight weeks out, and then you get your five events, and then you train specifically for those. So, so we've basically got a whole year to train two exercises. Yeah, exactly. I started on Wednesday. Same. Yeah, yeah. very excited. Yeah. Um, very excited. and um, So much so that um, I'm going to have to mm, buy some more equipment. Now, now, I know I said I wasn't going to get anything Can you this financial that, year. that edit of you being like
0: i'm never gonna buy any more equipment i'm gonna stick to my guns and I, I don't just... know
1: what podcast that was on so if you can tell me <laughs> I'll um i'll splice it in i'll splice it in uh now now here's the deal here's the deal i know i wasn't going to get holy smokes rewind what didn't even do the intro music oh welcome back to the God. big flex everybody <laughs>
0: um, so you're gonna have to cut that to the front yeah. just blatantly cut it in and then return back to here i'll do that uh, so
1: <laughs> so so i'm gonna have to get now now how
0: did you remember that
1: mid-sentence i don't know but I've
0: how dare you
1: um basically uh All right, i didn't want to get any more equipment now there are a couple things that i need to get for the gym the first of which is the 12 inch strongman log. Now, because at Static Monsters, there's three different logs 8 inch, 10 inch, 12 inch. The reason why they do this is to promote uh, and get everyone to join in. A 12 inch is more intimidating, it's a heavier log to start. And people, and like,
0: so, for people who don't know anything about the log as well 8 inch, 10 inch, 12 inch, it's just the handles. No, no, it's not the handles. It's the, it's the, the, the width of the log. The, the width? width. Of- no, no, not the length, the width. The diameter of the Standard log. The diameter changes, but then as the log gets bigger, the handles go wider the and wider. The handles well, go a right? little wider as well. And so that's a lot to do with the difficulty, I think, is handles. The most of why.
1: Handles and the actual the diameter itself, or the circumference of the log, because the wider it is, it puts it further away from your ch- chest and it makes it harder to press. So there's varying degrees of difficulty. Now, yeah, people- if I was to check the, t- the 12 inch, and the 10 inch, um, I'm not sure. I think the 12 inch might only be a tiny bit wider in handle width than the 10-inch. Uh, but we'll see when the log comes in.
0: From, that, from the from the one that I used, the yellow one, that felt like
1: a huge... That wasn't a standard huge log. Difference. That wasn't a standard log. Oh. Okay? okay. Um, so, so, basically, we want to get the 12-inch in. One, because we want to actually practice on what we're using. Yep. Two, we need to standardize what we're doing. And three is 12-inch is the standard for men in strongman competition here in Australia and worldwide. If you go to Arnold Classic, any proper strongman event, the guys are using a 12-inch log. Which okay? I think
0: is... A little unfair because I'm a short, person, a short person, a short person, a short person, a short person. And I feel like there should be allowances made.
1: Well, I feel people. unfair that I have to pick up the log further and press it further than you. I mean, between the 12 inch diameter of the log and your T-Rex arm, you're going to have to press it like a total of six inches. Yeah. Right, so that's unfair to me. Could you imagine if I press at six inches, but it was easier for me to press at six hey, inches? Hey, even wider is even less range of motion. So there's there's I pros guess. and cons for I both guess. of us. But we need to standardize it. We need yeah. to standardize it. And if Big Gav and I and and that's the standard. It's like, it's, well, we don't. You know, when you squat, we don't squat with a twenty kilo bar because it feels nice. So when we did powerlifting, we had to do twenty five kilo bar because that's the standard. All right, right for GPC. All right, fine. Okay, good. Decide it. We're going to use a 12-inch log, so I'm going to get the 12-inch log. Um, also, we have to get a pair of wagon wheels to train with as well. No, we do Because we, we set up the boxes and mats and this and that.
0: But it's like, you know, just get the it's real thing. mildly inconvenient at, at
1: best. Cool. So I'll get a pair of wagon wheels, and Gav and I will train with those, and you can set up the boxes if you don't want to use the wagon wheels.
0: I'm not saying that I don't want to use them. I'm just saying you don't need to have. Them. We don't need them. The so girls what, are fantastic, but I am a big believer in, comp, in specificity. You've got these big old wagon wheels
1: in here. If they're not getting used regularly, I'll put them up in the mezzanine storage. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll. I think they'll we'll get used regularly. I think they'll get used regularly. Like it's a good, it's a good standard to do. Okay. Um, and then the last two things that are going to have to happen at some point is I'm going to replace those two benches because they are just sort of entry level fixed bench presses mm-hmm. um, with proper powerlifting, you know, benches. Oh, cool. So
0: like how how many people need to bench press for Static Monsters?
1: It's not for Static Monsters. It's like, well, that one's already <laughs> getting a little loose, right? And so when things start to break down, you need to replace them. And these were entry-level ones three years ago. So, and I mean, so eventually they need to get replaced. So you're I'm straight
0: saying. up going back on your word to not purchase anything else at no, the end of I the might, financial I, year. I might not
1: purchase those until the end of the financial year. I might wait on the log to the end of the financial year. It depends on if we want to wait and not train with the right equipment for that amount of time. We'll figure it out, Adrian. Um, and I, first of all, I said the first half of the financial year, which means as soon as January 1st
0: comes along, I'd be allowed to get these anyway, guilt free. Are you going to get a Christmas tree with just enormous boxes underneath it for the gym with all, all of this stuff? Enormous boxes you're get? with <laughs> something heavy inside? Maybe. Maybe well, I look, will. I'm not upset. I just like to call you out as often as I can. I feel mm-hmm. like that's very important.
1: Right. So Someone's got to keep We're going to have a little down. wager as we get close. I feel like the 2022, um, we've not had a good run of one mano-a-mano mano ba- battles here we we drew the first squat challenge yeah i blew my
0: back and ass out <laughs> before the powerlifting meet yeah if anyone remembers we were going to compete uh and go a highest in, gloss brendan in the states uh, state powerlifting comp and yeah, yeah so we couldn't compete which sucked yeah uh, so so we, we need something so
1: but that's a long way away it's like a whole year away so maybe is. we'll figure something out for the first half of the also, year
0: how would we compete? So we need a fair playing field, right? Correct. We need a fair playing Correct. field to be able to challenge, to battle each other. 100%. But how do you make that a fair playing field? If it's standard, right? We're using the same equipment. Yeah. And then I'm shorter, so I don't have to deadlift as far. I could just push jerk and then I don't have to press the bar as far. Like I've got clear advantages with my height. You're a lot heavier than me and can get a lot heavier than me and you'd have clear advantages with how much muscle that you can put on your body versus me on mine. Right. It's just the, it's not like a... Equal comparison, it's, it's kind of hard to say like, well, just do it and it'll be fair. Like, right. what, what should we be aiming at? So that's a good question. And I'm not sure. We know we can't do a straight body to weight power
1: ratio because uh, power to weight ratio because that favors a lighter person. That's why we have coefficients in powerlifting. Yeah. One option that we could do is we could do some sort of adjusted gloss printer score where technically it's a deadlift and a log press, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we put in... Um, the weight for the log, we put it into the bench press, and we put the weight of our axle deadlift into the deadlift, and we just take whatever the Gloss Brenner score is there. I don't know if that would be
0: if that would be fair. You could probably make your own formula. That, if uh, we we'd have to go get all of that, all of the list of like weights of all the competitors and add all of that information. In. We I feel could, like we that could, seems like far too much work. We could
1: do it. Maybe we don't compete against each other. Maybe we set ourselves some side goals. I don't know. Maybe would this is. TBC, guys, to be continued, but we are going to be competing next year in about a year. So we've got a long time to train for it. Let us know what you think and how you think we should. How compete. do we make this fair? Yeah. How do we either standardize it somehow or do we just do it for individual goals and just do it as a team? Um I'm not sure. Uh, we're, we're down for your input. So let us know what you guys
0: think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... If you have any good ideas uh, about how we can compete, we'll start to get our clients to compete as well because we're going to get a whole bunch of people. And the more competition, the better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think.
1: Um, we're still going to do um, uh, a pole dance-off at some point. We are? Yes. Since when? <laughs> Since we talked about this before. <laughs> Did we? Maybe I was just talking about it with everyone else. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I talked to you about it too. Was that we're going to go down to? I think it's She Moves around the corner. What do you mean? Yeah, we're going to go to She Moves around the corner. Now I'm going to wait till I'm a little, I'm a little thick up in here, guys. All right. So I'm going to wait till I drop a few more kilos here. So this is definitely going to be a 2022. Maybe that will be the challenge next year as well. 2022 is we're going to do pole dancing because. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to She Moves. Now I'm going to I'm going to fund this lesson here. You and I are going to get lesson. All right, and one and lesson, maybe two lessons. I'm not made of cash here, mate. All right, you can fork in and, and help out as well if you want. Okay. But basically, I'm willing to pay for us to go down to she moves for a session or two, maybe three, and learn some moves. And then what we have to do is we need to come up with um, a 30 second like dance routine mm-hmm. on the pole, and okay. we film it, and we put the two videos up, mm-hmm. and then whoever gets the more likes wins the pole dancing competition.
0: You know I'm going to absolutely smoke you, Probably. That's why I need to lose some weight first so I can actually hold my body weight up on that pole. (laughs) Like I've I've done some pole dancing before. Yeah. I've dabbled in a little bit of everything. That's all
1: right. I'm going to smoke Mate, I've got all heart, man. All right? I will it to existence.
0: Okay, so then there's different types of pole dancing. Are we going to be going like stripper heels and sensuality or are we going to be just going for straight athleticism? Uh, I guess use a choice.
1: We're yeah, trying to, what we so the goal, <laughs> we'll set parameters. The goal is... Who wins and what? Is it just I purely the on the votes of the who people? Who has the most entertaining routine? And whether that's because it's just funny as well as, in, I don't know, maybe there needs to be some sort of, I mean, I feel like anything is going to be a little bit subjective as opposed to objective, yeah. because unless we, unless we have to hit like three certain moves in that 30 seconds, and then you can sort of judge the whole routine, but also see who did the moves
0: well... I, don't know. I feel. I feel like if we're going to be doing something like pole dancing, yeah, we should have it be like total creative control. You get to choose what you do. You don't yep. even have to do that much pole dancing. But obviously, if you don't do any pole dancing, people are going to be like, "boo." We no. should do it. We should do it to we the should, same song though, so that we have a
1: starting platform that's the same. So we should decide on a song.
0: I didn't even know if we should do that. I think the 30-second routine is good. But if you have complete creative control over what you do and I do over me, and we just let the people decide, right, it'll speak for itself. If you do some really impressive stuff on the poll, that's impressive, and people will enjoy that. If you do like a funny routine or like an artistic routine, or I think that'll speak for itself because you could just phone it in and have it be crap. But I think we should just keep it completely separate and just, just go nuts with it. All right. Cool. Yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll do something like that. So, again, we, we, we're not picking a date just yet. Uh, Got to get in shape first, all right? Drop a few kilos. I mean, why? Because I can't I can't do pole dancing yet. Hey, man, dad bobs are really popular. This yeah, way. I'll still be dad bob. Dad but bobs would be, are really yeah, popular. Yeah, you know, it's all good. We'll
0: get there. So
1: these are some <laughs> things that are in the mix, guys, all right? Stay tuned and, stay, uh, and get ready you for know, you that. You
0: can't just drop pole dancing on me and I have to like on the fly think about how I could compete with you on it. What do you mean? We've already talked about it on a podcast. I'm sure I could find that. Okay.
1: I- Anyhow, moving on to this weekend, guys, GPC Invitationals, all right? It is the newest and most exciting thing in powerlifting in Western Australia in quite some time.
0: Well, Nevin, what are the GPC Invitationals?
1: Well, Adrian, the GPC Invitationals are a GPC powerlifting competition, sanctioned competition set up here in WA at Ruchi's Gym. And basically, the everyone had to that was interested had to apply for it. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they took the top 15 Glossbrenner or most impressive lifters that applied from around the board Board, mm-hmm. and those people are competing top 15 uh, men top 15 uh, females now originally it was going to be open australia wide unfortunately because of lockdowns in different states and whatnot and border closures mm-hmm. i'm not sure how many um, people from other states i think there are a few people that have come in from certain states that aren't uh, locked, locked up locked yep. uh but it is still gonna be a really really impressive day um with some big lifts and we have megan from this gym competing um which would be really exciting she's going for some big pbs as well and what does it mean if she does well at this invitationals what does it mean yeah well, there's prize money for the winners and, and for, for all the competitors, which is pretty great, um, which is what you want to see because powerlifting and strongman they're such niche sports, it's very rarely prize money. That's um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think they're going to do this biannually, which means every second year, mm-hmm. um, and just to keep you know people looking forward to it and keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, she's already established herself in a short time as a, you know, a top 15 lifter. Now, this is top 15 across all the weight classes, right? So she's a top 15 powerlifter in, in Australia, which is fantastic. And um and she's obviously a two time going on uh, hopefully three time um WA state champ for strongman. Um, and if she was able to compete. If she was able to compete then. at Nationals, I'm sure she'd be ranking over there as well. Yeah. So um yeah, very exciting. So that's coach are uh, gonna be coaching that this Sunday. i'm um, really looking forward to seeing that and some of the monsters lifting. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And what else have we got going on?
1: We've got some controversial news coming from our friends across the uh ditch there in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Would you be, like uh, to would you like to say what happened there, Angel? I uh I feel like I'm just going to let you rant what? Now, hang on, hang on. with this one. What's up? Don't be afraid. Say what, <laughs> say what you're thinking. I'm, I'm not afraid at all. I just, I, I don't really care all that much. And, uh, and you seem to have your uh, your panties all up in a bunch. About dare me.
1: you. You chauvinistic Nevin, pig. What really grinds you, your gears? You chauvinistic male, toxic, male, toxic masculinity, Adrian, right so here. Sorry, I
0: couldn't help it. It was my male privilege. You are triggering me. It just was rising up out of me. Triggered right now. So triggered right now. Would you just shut up and tell them? So,
1: so New Zealand. Now, before I go into, I would like to applaud New Zealand. Um, very progressive, forward-thinking. F- um, Some place, th- but you know what? I'm trying to trying you to soften downplay. the blow. I'm you trying to soften downplay. the blow here.
0: It's just just say it. Just say what you want to say. All right. Just let it out, Devin. Open the. They got dates. a great rugby team. <laughs> okay, they got that a really good rugby team. Great. If you haven't watched the the police recruiting ad. You should watch that. Okay. The New Zealand Police Screening. It's just hilarious. Everything they do over there is just really New funny. Zealand is very really good at ice curling.
1: All right. They are? Yes. Yes. They're good at, at, at curling? Hurling? I don't know what they're Curling? Yeah. Rugby. I think their cricket so the team is okay. Really They've got some good directors. Yeah. Lovely scenery. Lord of the Rings was shot there. Lord of the Rings was shot there. Right. Beautiful. Are you ever going to get beautiful, beautiful, to the point? <laughs> beautiful country.
0: Get, uh, I'm just going to leave. Get, get to the point, Devin.
1: New Zealand... You've, you've swung too far. And what they've done is they've given New Zealand Sportswoman of the Year to Laurel Hubbard, who is the transgender weightlifter. We have spoken about her before on the podcast. Okay. Um, and, and, and why? Why, New Zealand? Why? Sportswoman well, of the is, Year.
0: She's an amazing female athlete.
1: Well, here's the thing, Adrian, is that she went to the Olympics. She did. Very controversially. She did. All right. Um, some could say that she took she took a a woman athlete spot she did because she is a not a biological woman, which is factual mm-hmm. all right not just my opinion she's a biological male that has transitioned to become a female yep um, so she took someone's spot, she went to the Olympics and what happened at the Olympics? she bombed she bombed out which means she did what? She could not successfully land one single lift and she didn't
0: she didn't place how she, did she
1: no no she did not not, not not place yeah. she was disqualified mm-hmm. because she did not land. One single acceptable lift, mm-hmm. yet she won Sportswoman of the Year. Right, Lisa Carrington. Okay, Lisa Carrington is th- won three gold medals at this Olympics. She's yes. a canoe,
0: right? She won three gold medals, but not just in this Olympics. She's won. She's won five gold medals for New Zealand. Three in this would you, Olympics. Would you say she's arguably one of the best athletes? In New
1: arguably Zealand? one of New Zealand's best athletes of all time. Yeah, and she won three gold medals for New Zealand at this Olympics. And they gave Sportswoman of the Year one not to a biological woman and to someone that bombed out in her sport. Hmm. So I'm not sure what that's all about, but it is hugely disappointing. And I feel very bad for all the actual deserving uh, partic- uh, people that could have won that yeah. award. It, it doesn't really...
0: It makes zero sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not even that it's wrong or it's right or it's good or it's bad. It just doesn't make sense. If you're going to give Sportswoman of the Year to someone, it's not going to be to someone who didn't, do well in sports that's that right year. she did terribly in sports yeah yeah she bombed out and not even that it's not even that there's no good comparison there's a fantastic comparison there is a, a super super great person that could have yeah. won it yeah so yeah. it makes no sense to me
1: it's it's I it feel is like the world's gone a little bit crazy the world there.
0: has gone a little bit crazy this pc Look, stuff if, is. is if it's, it's gone too far it's ridiculous it it has it's, it's ridiculous. uh it's getting close It's getting close to your new podcast. And anyways, next week, Nevin is going to be starting a new podcast called... We're not going to do that just
1: yet. We're not going to do that just yet. Um, But but we might do that in the future. That would be fun. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, so that happened over in New Zealand. I have no idea why. It makes no sense. Look, if you think that she's brave and an inspiration for people to want to come out and transition, that's fine.
0: That's awesome. That's great. But she doesn't deserve the best sportswoman of the year. Exactly. She can be an inspiration. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Everything she did is great. She just didn't do as well as other women that were more deserving of that award. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so what you've done there... and, and, And here's the thing, guys. You want to be
1: trans? Fine. You want to be an inspiration for others? Fine. You want to do... what. Do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting anyone, you want to do what you want
0: to do. The no woman problem of the with that. Year, the of the If you year, want to New be Zealand, woman
1: of the sportsman of the year, do don't matter. don't bomb out yeah. in your sport. Yeah. All right. So what you're doing is you're you're cheapening the award for everyone else that's gotten it before and for everyone that gets it in the future. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations, New Zealand. At least you still have a good rugby team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that you're just gonna be able to always say that. Is that ever gonna be something that you can't say? Hopefully. Yeah. No. Here's the problem. Why is Australia suck at rugby? They don't suck. They're just not quite as. Why good haven't as we New won Zealand? the Bledisloe
1: for like twenty <laughs> years?
0: Why? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. Yeah.
1: I, I do know. There's actually a lot of reasons. Why? There's anyone reason. that's listening interested in rugby? Um, so people are like, oh look, you got twenty-one million people. New Zealand has like I don't know, like eight million whatever. It's a lot less. Four million, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They actually have significantly more registered players than us, and so if you're looking at the total population pool, it doesn't really make sense because all 21 million people in Australia aren't playing rugby. Yeah. So when you're looking at registered players, they have over twice the amount of registered players than Australia does. There you go. Really? If you're looking at registered players, South Africa has way more than New Zealand and Australia. So really, South Africa they suck at rugby. Even though they do all right, and they're the, they're that, the they were Africa. number one in the world, and they had the World Cup. Yeah, because you have like three times as many people playing. All right, get better, South Africa. <laughs> all right, Springboks. <laughs> Get out of here with that hot trash. So also, brutal. problem in Australia, why Australia has really declined in rugby since it's become a professional sport. So when it was amateur turning professional, Australia was carving up. And I was deceived because when I first started watching rugby back in like 96, 97, Australia was killing it. Yeah, we, were we were winning everything. It's like, yeah. man, Australia's wicked. We've not won anything That's since. That's why
0: that. I started playing rugby.
1: Right. It's great. Um, but that's when it was sort of verging, just becoming into this professional era. Um, in New Zealand, like I mentioned, apart from rugby, like, don't have much going on sporting wise. Then they got some you, netball. What are you talking they got about? got some cricket.
0: We have AFL, one of the greatest sports that you see all over the world in every country only on and the television because uh, it's only it's played only here in australia, in australia. <laughs> yeah. but this is one of the
1: reasons why australia lags in rugby union now as well is that because while other countries like new zealand are able to focus on their sports that they're doing really well um that are international sports yep. um, australia has afl which has over a million registered players that's a million people that could be playing rugby that we don't have yep. athletes good athletes playing a stupid sport so i'm sorry if you like
0: afl Grow up, man! You're just all over everything today.
1: Gr- grow up, grow up.
0: <laughs> Woke up on all the right? wrong side of the bed.
1: Grow up. Jeez. Um, uh, so, so we have people playing I, AFL I feel, I and like- rugby league. Here's the big one: yeah. we have a heap of people playing rugby league, and over East, where rugby is much bigger than in WA r- yeah. league and union, all the public schools, where there's a lot more of them, mm-hmm. play rugby league, mm-hmm. and the private schools play rugby union. Yeah. So you just, you just don't have those kids going up through those grassroots playing rugby union. Yeah. They're playing rugby Lead they're playing AFL, they're playing soccer. It needs to be good.
0: Way Sorry. more way more unified. Um, it's yeah, it's it's how you grow and progress. As a Which sport. is why we
1: are starting petition right here, right now to we cancel are? AFL. Hashtag cancel
0: A. I don't think that's gonna go very well. It's gonna be great. But Hashtag cancel the AFL a- cancel a- AFL. Yeah, cancel it. Cancel AFL. Let's us two stop that whole sport. Yeah. We cancel can cancel <laughs> AFL. It's I, the name like, of this podcast. I look I, I played AFL when I was younger and without any external um, influences just decided on my own that it was silly. And then started playing rugby because rugby is just better. It's, it's, I feel like objectively, just better. Yeah, I think, but, but from like an international standpoint as well, like AFL is always just going to be an Australian sport. It's never going to... If it was going to be popular enough to spread out throughout AFL? the world... AFL? AFL, it would have. If just it was trash. going to be popular enough to do that. Yeah. And I feel like the, the sports industry in Australia isn't as big as it could be, even though... It's shrinking. We get less and less and less government funding. When I was rowing at even school... Even though we, we could yeah. grow other sports and become... Uh, just get more funding because we have more kids going to higher levels who are then going to play in other countries and vice well, versa and it just doesn't make I sense I don't there. know
1: where I don't know where the money went but I know that when I was finishing up school 2005 um, I was part of the waste rowing program mm. and there was like a, a huge program going. Wasn't there, Wasn't it one of the biggest or something in the world at one point? I don't know. All I know is that there was like 40, 50 rowers with the waste rowing program. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a huge program. And in the Olympics, I think it was 2004 at the Olympics, I want to say that 20 out of the 40 person rowing squad that went to the Olympics came from WA. Like yeah. It was huge. And now there's like five scholarshiped rowers for waste. I'm like, what mm-hmm. happened? Like, I don't know where the right... Where's the money? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't it's know. a shame. It's a shame. Because that's one thing that Australia seems to be really good at. Sport. We used stuff. to be really, really good at sport, and I feel like it's declined a little bit. Unfortunately, it has. It has. And I do, you think holding, everyone's spending do you know who's holding it? Holding it AFL? up for us it
1: is the is the female swimmers are, are doing really well.
0: They crush. We have it, a good. Yeah. We have good female swimmers. So guys, get back in the pool. sort hey, it out and again. We have like one really good guy that just makes up for all the other guys. Maybe just get one of them back. Don't have any Phelps. Not since Ian Thorpe. Yeah. Come back, Thorpe. Yeah. Or Peter, or just another angry tennis player to yell at people and break stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, that
1: way he was an American. What? Leighton Hewitt.
0: Oh, so did he used to break stuff too? He used to break his rackets all the time. Yeah. He was a bad boy Oof. of tennis. He was so, "Come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on!" Exactly. As cool as you can be while playing tennis.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. Get around it, Leighton Hewitt. Yeah. That's a, that's an issue. <sighs> yeah. So so yeah, hashtag cancel AFL. Um, we're gonna try to make that go viral. I don't know how, but
0: I feel like. That's not going to go viral. I feel like you're just going to. There's too many people inside of Australia. Start outside of Australia, and it'll be popular. Uh, but inside of Australia, you're going to get. Can I say shit? You're going to get shit on. Mm. Nah. No. cancel AFL. And here's my gripe with AFL guys. Apart
1: from taking legitimate athletes away from, and don't get me wrong, so fired don't, up today. don't get me wrong. Did you have coffee today? <laughs> no, a decaf, decaf. Don't get me wrong. You got some trash athletes too, all right? Some who? absolute trash athletes. Who's ha- oh, athlete? I can run in a circle for an hour and a half. No one well, cares. AFL? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You got some trash athletes too, but you do have some really good athletes that could be playing rugby. And wasn't they're taking away. Who from was that the sport. guy
0: who went from AFL to NFL? There was a guy. Was no, there?
1: No, was NFL went to AFL for a while. So he was NRL, impressive. then to AFL, and then and then well, two of them. There was Michael Hunt and Izzy Falau. Yeah, they yeah. did like okay, didn't they? Yeah, they did okay, yeah. but they're not football players. They're rugby players, really. You know, mm-hmm. different sport. Um, and then they they. Both came back home, which is good. Um, so, yeah, so apart from taking away from the athletic pool of the sport that I love, um, is that it's, it's a sloppy game. Maybe that's why Australians like it. It's a sloppy game. You get rewarded for being sloppy. <laughs> so, like, mean? it means like if you're going up for a mark, hey, it's- Australia, quit being sloppy. Sort yourself out. It's the whole "she'll be right" attitude. It's like, no, she won't be right. Do it properly. This
0: no, I, I don't feel like there's that much for skill, right? You're, just, you're slapping at the ball and this, grabbing. This is what it I mean. And, and, so it's like, yeah. it's like if you go up for a mark and you like tap it three times.
1: Ah, that's good enough, mark. And they still dropped it. Ah, I was close. We'll give it to them. That yeah. makes no sense to me. Mm. You got to actually catch the thing. And if you're if you were like uh, don't want to catch it, you just like slap it along the ground. Yeah. It's like, i just keep slapping it. Yeah? You you turn the ball over in rugby if you do that because exactly. you didn't have you the skill to... Yeah, you it's didn't literally a a on the ball. If right. you fumble,
0: you're not very good at the game. That's right. Now the other team can have it. It rewards sloppiness. So It's not as yeah as, as skill-intensive, I feel like, as yeah. and so many people are going to be like, oh, there's plenty of and skill the, in there. Their, their tackling is in really comparison, poor as well. In comparison you can't knees. They can't actually tackle properly.
1: I know. Hilarious. They're not
0: allowed to tackle. They're allowed a hip and shoulder. and they're allowed, it's, it's like this weird in-between. It's... Yeah. it's In comparison to other sports, eh, other sports Eh. are better. AFL by itself, standalone, have fun. But in comparison to other sports that are, and this isn't subjectively, arguably, just objectively better. Because if Australia was a bigger sport and it was more popular, it would have spread throughout the world by now. It has not. And other sports have successfully. Right. So it's a good indication of how good a sport is, is how well it's accepted and then integrated into other cultures and countries. That just has not happened with the AFL and I think for very good reason. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Which also upsets me that like hurling isn't more widely accepted. Those freaking Irish people are crazy. Yeah. like rugby mixed
1: with hockey mixed with murder. Don't get me started with hurling. Why not? I don't know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah. So here's what I want to do next, guys. <laughs> before this podcast I said Adrian I want to get a little clickbaity I want you to go on YouTube I want you to find out what the big channels are talking about like what's trending right now and like three months ago it was knees over toes guy like all the big channels like AthleanX and Super Training and all these, guys, they're all talking about the knees over toe guys. They have them under the podcast, they're doing his things, they're reviewing them. And because at, uh, knees over toes is in their video title, more people are watching the video. So it's like, maybe we should clickbait. do this, not as a yeah. clickbait, like a clickbait title, but still have good content talking about that thing. But let's just find out what's current. So, so Adrian went away and he came back. He's like, "Cool, I got the top five t- trends of 2020 for the fitness industry." So, not not quite what I was talking about. Be clearer with your instructions. Be clearer with my instructions. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, extreme ownership. I was not clear enough with my with my instructions. But basically, Adrian went on to the American College of Sports Medicine Journal. I and, did my
0: best, all right?
1: And he found the top. a list of the top 20 uh trends in 2020 to do with 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 health and fitness um and 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 we're going to read them off for you and give our opinion because who knows it might help hey these are
0: some of the biggest trends in the health and fitness industry okay and whether other people think they're popular or not they are okay yeah they are so we do it from five up
1: and just do like a reverse like a countdown coming in at number five sure yeah personal training well duh personal training is great guys switch out from five to number one personal training if
0: you lack motivation get a personal trainer it's a huge part of fitness industry and a lot of people don't have personal trainers because they're lazy or because they don't know what they're doing or they just didn't know the value of it until they get one exactly it it can help with a lot of things it can help with elite level athletes or absolute beginners absolutely Um, yeah so if you're looking for personal training um there's plenty of places that you can go to. Right here in your northern suburbs. Exactly. Right? Amazing. Number four. Free, free weight, weight training. training. This <laughs> I mean. this uh this article, like they qualified exactly what certain things are, so they put things into categories. And free weight training was just all weight training. Um yeah. so free with, with weights, barbell, barbell, barbell training, training. Yeah, barbell like training. Yeah, so like not pin load machine, which is good. Yeah. It's good to see that
1: people are starting to wake up that just pushing pin-loaded machines all the time is not real weights training. It has its place sometimes. But if you really want to improve and be more ath- athletic
0: overall, free yeah. weights are the way to go. Circuit training was in the list, but it was like 17. It was like way down. on. Circuit training is 20. hot trash anyhow. Yeah. So, uh, so that brings us to number three, which really
1: grinds my gears, Adrian, is, is group that? training. Because group training and personal training should be switched around in that list. Why is that? Group training is good if... Maybe you're financially strapped and you want to do a bit more exercise, but you don't have motivation and you want to get a few other people around you that are doing the same thing.
0: But what if I don't really want to take my training like super seriously and just want to have a good time? You know like vibe out if you just want to go vibe out i guess you can go do some group training Look, here's, I, get, here's, here's, I get the appeal for group training right yeah. it's it's really daunting going into the gym for the first time doing things by yourself can be a lot of anxiety people experience like going to new places doing new things so i get the whole group class thing you can kind of like hide a little bit amongst the pack but you'd also go with friends as well and it makes it like a genuinely enjoyable experience then you have that group mentality where there's a lot more accountability but you just don't get that specialization that a lot of people need, which I think yeah. is a huge aspect uh, that's like lacking in that in that. Scenario. I think
1: I think yeah, I, I, I too can understand the appeal to group training. But here's my problem, guys: you go to a group training where you have one or two instructors. I'm not going to say coaches. You have one or two instructors, um, and Such. you're dealing with 15 to 20 people. So you tell me how those 15 to 20 people are going to improve their max level deadlift or improve their heavy squats. You're not getting. You're not getting hands-on attention. You're not getting periodized programs. You're not getting something that's specific to you. Not you're even, not getting not even
0: those mainly. You're not even getting just training in general.
1: Yeah, it's just. It's just. You're not getting what you need to really improve. And what what people do is they go to group training, and it's just like the 24-hour memberships. They go there for a while. They get some initial improvements. That's great, fantastic. Hit and the limit. either they will then just coast in the background and, and cease to improve, or they'll fall out of it. Um, or if they want to continue improving, they'll come to get some personal training. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's the usual progression of things with people with group training. People who don't really want to do all that much will just stay in it forever. And then you get people who just improve and smash it. And then they just get to this limit where they need more and they mm-hmm. just can't get it from that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I guess as well is that it, it comes down to your mindset too. I, when I lift weights, I want to improve on something. I want to like work really hard to improve it. And if you want to improve on a specific lift, you have to train that lift and the variations of that lift and the technique of that lift. And when you go to a group training class, very rarely you're going to be doing the same thing. Like, because the whole thing is they don't want to get stale. They're constantly changing everything. So you never yeah. have enough time to really improve the one thing that you want to actually improve. Yeah. So to me,
0: I would I just can't get behind not it. Not even that. Not even just the the weight training. Because a lot of group classes don't even just focus on like lifts or weight training. They do a lot of other stuff like uh, Pilates classes or boxing classes or like group training in general. Uh, I feel like you, you just can't pay that much attention. As a coach who has done group training for years, you just can't give people the attention that they need and deserve. You can't. It's impossible. It, it is. It's just not really an effective way to... Train people. Because you would
1: not get anything done in the session. Mm. If you like, I'll train two, and on one occasion, I train three uh, young guys here yeah. at the same time. <laughs> we have an hour long class, right? An hour long PT session, and we we're going over deadlifts. And they each did a handful of sets, but I can't just let this guy go off and do deadlifts because his technique is not working well and just focus on this guy. Like, and if you have a group training class with 15 yeah. people, how do you get them all the right technique? Exactly. How do you make sure they're actually doing it correctly? Mm-hmm. So I'm not a fan. Anyhow, I think that should be further down the list. I think PT should be further up the list. Yeah. Um, the next is HIT training, high-intensity interval training, okay. all right? Uh, which I think definitely has its place. Now, that also sometimes falls hand-in-hand hand with group training, right? So you yeah. got HIT training, um, like F45, market themselves as HIT training,
0: um, and it's, it's a this, group of people. It's this hotly marketed, this, it's, it sounds good. Hit training. You can mm-hmm. say it and it sounds sexy. It does sound quick sexy. And, and, easy. and there's two eyes in you're it. You're fat and you lose weight and you only Hit. need five minutes once a month and you'll be in the best shape of your life. It's, it's so training. dumb, the way that it's marketed. Because well, it's great. They've it's, marketed it fantastically
1: and it's blown up around the world. That's why it's number two on the trends but for 2020. It's—it's it's, a lot of people don't do it right. Right. A lot of people don't know what to do. Here's the thing. If you're doing 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, or 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, or a minute on, 30 seconds off, that's good. But you actually got to on
0: in that 30 second song if you don't feel like you're gonna die then you're not doing it right high intensity like high intensity interval training shouldn't be really that long of a session at all if you're doing that for an hour in like a circuit class like high intensity that's not high intensity training you get the same thing done in 10 to 15 minutes correct then you would in a whole in a whole hour anything more than that if you have more energy left in your tank you are doing it wrong that's right it should be sub to maximal style of training and a lot of people don't know what that feels like because it's Really hard to do, and it's just not done right, really, anyway. So the, the, I hate the way that things are marketed because they're marketed, unfortunately, for people who just don't know, know anything.
1: Here's the deal: though. here's the deal. Though. They'll still go to the hour-long class, do the thirty-on, thirty-off, minute-on, twenty-off, whatever the, the routine's going to be, um, and That's then like so the f forty-five. You know, hour. they do. They yeah. change the program all the time, right? So they have this group environment. So it gets people, and and, and when people are going in, getting healthier, losing fat, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. It's not con- conducive to, to strength gains. It's we just know that not, you're not going to get a lot stronger. It's just not hit training. You'll get a little stronger at the start because if you haven't done anything before yep. but not compared to if you were doing like a strongman style training a power lifting style training or where you're having longer breaks and actually focusing yep. on the lift itself
0: and the programming too correct
1: but if you want to really like just lose weight get a heavy prowler sled and do do a, a 20 second max effort so as heavy as you can go as hard as you can push for 20 seconds have 40 seconds
0: rest, do it 15 times and you will get more L- calories burned than your F45 Literally 15 for minutes an total and you're yeah. resting for two-thirds of the time. Yeah. Right. If, if you don't have a prowler, if you have a, a, an assault bike, like an air bike, ride your butt off as hard as you can. As hard as you can. For 20 seconds, get to your absolute limit of force output for those 20 seconds and then try not to die for the next 40 and, and do that 10 and, to 15 and, and times. try
1: not to to pace yourself try to go full out for 20 seconds that's rest for 40 is. and do it 10 times and, and I, I get say. if you are not heaving and, and feeling like you want to throw up by the end you are not doing hit exactly training if you don't properly. feel
0: like you're gonna die you're not doing it right and this is the only time that i've ever pushed myself hard enough to actually throw up in a workout was sprint training because you push yourself that hard and the i, I we don't get people in here and we're like, yeah, kick their butt and make them like throw up on the ground because it's just not an effective way to train. You Correct. Regulate people's training and you want people to enjoy what they're doing. Exactly. And if you feel like they're going to die the whole time,
1: no one enjoys yeah, that. Hit
0: training, You shouldn't enjoy yourself. It's awful. It's terrible. (laughs) But that's what maximal. So if you go to F forty five and have a good time, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Exactly. But that's that's just it. If you work that hard in ten minutes, you'll do more in ten minutes to lose weight than you would in an entire hour. It's so much more intense, and that's what high intensity interval training should be. So I don't like the way that it is marketed because it's it's really hard to actually put yourself through that to actually push that hard as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't like cardio. It's dumb. I don't do cardio. If I'm going to do cardio, it's going to be high intensity interval training. And I'm going to be working for 15 minutes or less. 20 minutes if I want to have a lot of rest. But it's just not what it's marketed as. And that's what annoys me about it. And that's why I think it's so high up on the list. Because if people actually did it properly, no one, no would, one would do it. it. <laughs> no one
1: would do it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's tough. No way. It's really tough. Yeah. Is it, there's, a, is, there's a Tabata on the bike. You know, yeah. Ten seconds on, twenty seconds yeah. off, eight times, and That's it
0: is—it's it. so brutal. I the actually, whole thing lasts three and a half minutes, yeah. and you want to die at the end. I still haven't gotten through a whole eight sprints without like <laughs> stopping early or having an extra <laughs> round of rest. It's brutal. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah.
1: Um, the number one on the trends for 2020 wearable tech. I'm and sure
0: everybody's seen the watches, the Fitbit the bands and the the rings. All that I actually haven't seen the rings yet. Not in person, but that's that's kind of exciting. Or a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um all these things. Um and guys,
1: when it comes to wearable tech. I'm getting what are we, we're getting serious. What are we doing? here? When it comes to wearable tech, unless you're an athlete wearing, you know, proper GPS wearable tech. Yeah. your wear, wearable tech? Yeah. It's hot trash. <laughs> <laughs> what do you consider an athlete? What do I consider an athlete. Yeah. No, no, no. So let me let me just step back and say why mean? I said that. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I say athletes because, for example, they wear the GPS. Um, uh, units, yeah. very accurate, yeah. very and accurate. Usable,
0: usable for training. and and it gives
1: a huge amount of data um, to to people. And I've had Lewis Dallimore on my Strength Institute podcast several times, um, who's a professional strength and conditioning coach. For he was with the um, with the uh, Western Force. He's over at the Kintetsu Liners in Japan at the moment, and he and GPS. He's the GPS guy. It's super important. You can see when people are fatigued. Who's in shape? Who's slacking off? Who's working out properly and doing the games properly? You can see a huge amount of data. You know when to rest people, when to push people harder. So that sort of wearable tech, crazy, crazy important in professional sports. Okay? Or if like you have access to it and you're trying to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. Really, really
0: great. Well, you're you're a currently competing athlete at like a more uh, social level, I guess. You're Mm -hmm. just trying to improve on like your run, swim, cycle, events, triathlons, that sort of thing as well. Like it's yep. really good for building up information and improving like that as well. Right. But if you're just a regular person... No, no. And, and, and here's don't the thing. You need that. No, no, no. It's not about not needing it. It's not about not needing
1: it. It's just, it's not accurate. Then none of them work well. Then none of them are accurate. it. I've heard, I've heard yeah, and I'm going to drop some 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 studies. I'm, to going, to link, I'm going to link the studies. I don't know so much about the sleep stuff. The sleep stuff's just yeah weird. But I'm going to link um, the studies in the description. But basically, and this all comes from Bio Lane Lane Norton PhD. He's a very smart fella, and I get a lot of really good information from him. So if you want information or resources on nutrition and science and sports science, check out um, uh, Bio Norton Lane Norton. All right, um, Bio Lane. uh so basically all the fitbits watches all that sort of stuff when it comes to checking your heart rate and how many calories you burn because that's really if you think about why do people wear these it's to see how many calories they burn how many steps they took during the day what's my heart rate at all these sort of things it's terribly inaccurate for all of those things so there's um a study that looked at like seven of the most like popular um bands rings, watches mm-hmm. stuff like that uh, and they compared it to in the lab a 12 point electrocardiogram like the gold standard of how is my heart working right now yep. all right so they had the 12 points of all these little p- things all over the body mm-hmm. they also were breathing into a metabolic coat which was measuring their carbon dioxide output and the oxygen they're breathing in. so they know exactly how many calories now these are clinical grade they're using, they know how many calories they're burning accurate, and they know their heart rate with the technology that we have right now. And they also wore all these seven devices. <clears throat> and on average, when it came to looking at how many calories you were burning, the heart rate was closer. It was like they were all wrong, but it was like within 5 to 20% wrong. 5 to 20.
0: That's yes. a big variation. Huge variation. Okay. okay.
1: For a- energy expenditure, it was anywhere from 27% to ninety three percent wrong,
0: oh. yeah. So, so like it's like twenty five to all the way, yeah. So it's yeah. like,
1: oh, you burnt four hundred calories. No, you burnt two hundred calories, or now, you burnt fifty calories. You just don't know, yeah. right? So, so they're cr- they're really inaccurate when it comes to energy expenditure, which unfortunately most people use them to track their energy expenditure. Yeah. So here's a fun little tip for you guys: if you are using Fitbits and MyFitnessPal and Apple Watch or this or that boom or you know all these different devices, um, and you're using it to see what how, you know how many calories you burn. So you know how much food you can intake. Mm-hmm. You got to take that with a pinch of salt. Find out what your metabolic, um, your basal metabolic rate is. So how many calories you burn a day, right? There's some pretty standard calculations online that take Just into account your age, Google, your gender, right. your weight. How do your I calculate weight. my
0: basal metabolic rate? And it's really easy to do. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, and then basically. Don't deduct the exercise done. Like don't add that in addition. So it's like, oh, look, my Fitbit says I burned 1,000 calories today. Don't go eat 1,000 more calories than what you no, because you probably didn't burn 1,000 calories. Yeah. So when it comes to wearable tech, if you're using it because it's a reminder to be active, oh, look, I've done 8,000 steps. So you should do two more 1,000 for the day. That's fantastic. 100% do that. If you're wearing it saying, oh, I burned 500 calories. That means I can go and have 500 calories don't do that because chances are you didn't burn 500 calories. And then the chances are when you report those 500 calories, and yeah. here's a second study, I'll link in the description below, you're underreporting by accident, not your fault, but it shows that most people underreport or yeah. underestimate the calories that eat by up to 50%. Yeah. So if you're having trouble losing weight and you think you're eating at a calorie deficit because your watch is telling you that and you're recording your food, have a real... Good look at the food you're recording. Make sure you're adding your cooking oils, your dressings, the small things that add up. A pack of sugar-free chewing gum isn't calorie-free. It's sugar-free. You're still going to get 200 calories in that packet of gum, right? So small things add up from places that you're not expecting. Don't then rely on your wearable tech to say that you can eat 800 more calories that day because it's doing you a disservice. It is. And that's me doing you a good service. Can you
0: get that little graphics. The more you know, the more you know. So I also heard that the I heard uh, I don't know who um, a person much more qualified than I talking oh, about the was it me the sleep tech? Uh, no, someone else much more qualified than you. Uh, it was on the
1: radio actually. Was it not my podcast with Ian Donnigan, Doctor Ian Donnigan, the no, PhD was, sleep times, was, where he was, said that it's all
0: trash unless you get the actual? Or, well, if you want to also listen to that, then also listen to that. But no, it was it was someone else, and this was like a a, a very world renowned scientist for his sleep study thing okay. that he was doing it was it was someone way up there in in the research field and he was basically just saying that it's almost not worth having like when you could just go to a sleep study and like go involve yourself in a sleep study to find out that information versus just having the watch or the thing that measures you he's like it's so wildly inaccurate that it's it's basically not worth really using just because it's it's not accurate. Like, there's no way to make it as accurate as the other stuff. I feel like
1: the sleep, the sleep apps as well. It's strange because it's like, well, what do you? It's like, oh, you didn't get good sleep last night, okay? Like, okay. Help. Like, what do I do? Like, what do I do next? <laughs> like, I think that's sort of where it stops. At, at, at least with your steps and your heart rate and this now, and it's like, oh yeah, look, I need to do more steps this way. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, oh yeah, I need to have better sleep. I'll tell my child to stop
0: crying at three in the morning. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do about that? Well, from what he was saying, he was just saying that the tech, the tech, something you just put on your wrist. Like, it's just not enough points of like record to like, they can't put things on your head and actually measure like your sleep cycles and And your brain waves Exactly. It it, it measures almost nothing. And so they're like, you need better sleep. Like, but how did you know it was bad? Like there's nothing to actually record enough information to really make it worthwhile. Mm. So uh, a lot of the technology was, he was saying is it's just like super basic and almost not even worth having. Right. So yeah, that was kind of interesting to hear. Interesting. If you really want to have a fun time, and you want to make sure that you're sleeping well there's an app you can get on your phone and you set it to start when you go to sleep and it only records when it hears noise so when you're asleep and everything's silent it turns off but then when you make noise or talk in your sleep it'll start to record you have some really interesting conversations in the night so what did you what did you say no it, it three more reps <laughs> three, three, four, three, more, three more reps <laughs> so, 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 my partner had a sleep that she was chasing bad guys uh a dream in her sleep the other night that was kind of fun um, I was like, well, did, did you get them? She's like, I'm still chasing them. And then went back to sleep. It was hilarious. But um, a friend of mine used to do that and you just record like weird loopy stuff that you say in your sleep. That's what you should be doing at night instead of using your Apple Watch to record your sleep. It doesn't actually, it's not accurate. It's it's like, it. so widely inaccurate that you can't really so you rely go. on it at all. It's good
1: that they're, you know, it, at least being number one, there's a lot of people aware of the stuff. They're looking into it. They're getting them. Just... Just make sure you're using it for the right reasons. Use it for motivation. Use it to get at least – it's probably going to be accurate compared to itself. So, like, if you do a workout and it's like, hey, you burned 300 calories, well, and next time, like, try to beat that. But don't mean – don't go and eat 300 more calories. The law
0: of averages will – help you out there a lot so if it's not completely accurate none of this tech is it's all such it's early days give it another 10 years and all of this stuff's gonna be amazing the more sure. more people buy things and the more advanced the technology that we have gets it's gonna be incredibly helpful but right now it's yeah it, don't take the information that you get from these things as uh, the law of how right. everything works it's it's not that accurate but the more you use it for yourself specifically average everything out. If you burn 300 calories one day and 800 calories the next day and 100 calories the next day, then average it out and you'll start to over time based on what you specifically do, start to get some relatively reliable information to work with. If you constantly walk 10,000 steps every single day, you probably walk 10,000 steps every day. But if that varies from day to day to day to day, same with the amount of calories, check you burn, your weekly averages. Exactly. Over time, weeks Months, you'll start to generate a little bit of information that you can use to more accurately gauge what your actual activity levels are, mm-hmm. and that is probably more helpful than just relying on it. At least, at least as the, word the positive is,
1: is that is that the demand is there. People are yeah. interested and they want it, which means that
0: that technology will continue to get innovated and exactly. pushed forward. Hopefully, more money in the industry, and that's that's kind of interesting as well. Because as this technology advances, and it it will, it is, it's going to be so much easier. To do what we do, like going from writing things down on paper, like a monkey yeah. person. Even just the last ten years, it was
1: literally we went from together. doing paper-written programs only to then doing stuff through Excel because you get some cool spreadsheets, and now you have all these online app services where it's super easy, and there's a, a, the cloud where they all get stored, so you never lose it. It's like it's
0: amazing. It is, and now we're using a, a program called True, True Coaches. It's, it's incredible. I don't know what I ever did without it. We can. It's a completely integratable online. Uh, thing that we used to do all of our progress. We're not even getting paid by them to say this. Exactly. It's just really, really handy. I can look back through someone's progress from the first day that they started with like a touch of a button. It's super easy to look back at progress. We can graph things, measure certain metrics. Like it's it's so handy. And so we use that for everything now. But only a couple of years ago, like even this, this year, less than a year ago, we we're still writing stuff down on paper. Like, like a bunch of monkeys with pencils. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Outrageous. And just with how fast everything's advancing, it's gonna make our job be here. Imagine if you could just put a watch on someone and it actually told you accurately what their heart rate was, how many calories they're burning in the session. You could like control their Imagine if we could tell you actually how training. hard they were working. Exactly. exactly. This person only works eight years. He has another three reps in the tank. Exactly. Oh. We've talked about this before. Trying to get gauge the difficulty of someone while they're working out. So, how hard was that for you on a scale of 1 to 10? And someone says, "It was an 8 or a 9. I don't think I could have got another rep." And you put 10 kilos on the bar and they smash the next set.
1: Yeah. Super easy. You get right? that more with like um like beginners to intermediates where they think yeah. they
0: can't do any more, but they and actually can. Absolutely they just can. can. Just and can then keep you pushing. get some people who say they like, "No, that was like a 2 or 3" and then can't get any more weight on the bar. Like some people find it really hard to gauge their physical ability, their ability to push to their limit. And so if we could actually get reliable information that would tell us where the intensity of someone's exercise session is that would be incredible because then we could very specifically tailor what we do to get the most out of their sessions and for people who like me and who are going for some like top level athleticism like trying to get the first or the second or the third or those little five percent ten percent differences that's the difference between winning and losing like that's such a big deal so the future is exciting future is exciting oh you know what else is exciting i'm gonna shout out to one of our friends here family friends
1: Erica Laurie, she just ran. And before I even say this, Jared's going to be real upset because he had this idea like months ago. He's like, I'm going to run the Bibberman track and get the record because it's like 11 and something days. Yeah. Sorry, Jared, because my friend Erica, she just ran the Bibberman track, 1,003 kilometers of it. Oh my god In 10 days She just broke the record days. By like a day and a half Or two days or something That's yeah. awesome yeah, so did,
0: she, did she sleep Or did she just run the
1: whole I panel? don't know I haven't talked to her yet I'm 100% going to get her onto the Strength Institute podcast And um, and then just like Ask her all the questions that's awesome. But she Yeah basically averaged Like 90 to 100 kilometers a day For 10 days straight I think it took 10 days And 17 hours oh my, That's Dude what? It's ridiculous
0: That is ridiculous It's
1: ridiculous
0: but, uh, here, So Bit of a comparison right I did 50 Ks of the Bindman track when I was in like high school. Over walked, how many days? Over four days. Yeah. We walked like all day, every day for those four days. It were like some activities. We got through like 20 Dude, to 30 you, Ks. Class just full of fatties? How do you only walk like 12, we're, we're, 12 and a half Ks a day? High school students,
1: right? Okay. right? It was
0: like 20 to 30 Ks, like a day, right? Well, you we just were,
1: said 50 Ks over four days is 12 and a half a day.
0: It's probably more than that. I remember it being like 16 to 20 something Ks a day and one day was like a 30 K day. But that was like, up. Hills and through sand oh, yeah. and like across the beach. She had to like wade
1: through like like water. and Yeah, it's and like a bunch it's of hardcore. Like, the, all the storms, these giant trees. I'll just put a photo. Yeah. Of her climbing over a tree to get through It's stuff.
0: not just like a, a nice
1: Sunday run by the coast. No. Like
0: it's a hardcore
1: trail. Yeah. So she she went average nine to a hundred Ks a day. For where it? 10 it days. starts.
0: Albany. Albany. It starts Albany to Calamunda. Is that where it yeah. finishes? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: A thousand. Super impressive.
1: So, congratulations to Erica Laurie. I'm definitely going to get her on the podcast. And um, and I mean, like, as
0: impressive as running could be, because, like, as Nevin seems to think, running's pretty easy. easy. His words, not mine. Just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Just go do it. I
1: could do that. Hey, man, I don't have (laughs) 10 and a half days and a bunch of support team to help me around. so
0: you did a marathon,
1: or half marathon? um, No, (laughs) how dare you, sir? I did for the entire. Four weeks leading up to my marathon, I was running over a half marathon every week. How much was the full marathon? It's 42.2Ks.
0: Okay. So you did half I of what did, she did in I did, one day. No, no, no. Once. No, no, no. <laughs> I did,
1: she did. No, no. Adrian, I did 40% of what she did <laughs> every day once that she did for 10 days and 17 hours. That's amazing. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental. Uh like I d I don't know what drives someone to do that. So I can't wait to talk yeah, to about
0: it. There's got there's gotta be a point. I'd love to, to hear that when you're a bitch on here. That's right. There's gotta be a point where you were like, I'm gonna die. And then you're just like maybe tomorrow and kept running. How do you do that? That's super impressive. How what, how do your feet pull up? I don't imagine, well. I'd like that's that's just pure punishment. So here's, she's a physio. Time.
1: Yeah. Her sister was a physio and now a doctor. Her brother was a professional triathlete. they come from good from good stock. Yeah. But like, I reckon it would be helpful that she'd be able to like diagnose stuff as she's going. Like,
0: oh, I've got this pain here. Like, make sure I do this tonight, and then like yeah. like like does this thing. I don't like know. that's that's outrageous. The ability to push yourself that hard. Yeah. The, the human body is only capable of so much, right? So it's it's just gonna be dancing on the edge of your capability the entire time. I mean, she should have started here, gone hard. down, and then come back. I think. Personally. You know what I mean? Like not pushing too hard, but then you have to get the record. That like that's. That's next level. Yeah, yeah. Get her on here. That'll be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's um she's a weapon, and she she does ultra marathons already. Like she's, I'm pretty sure she's done the hundred mile, one of the hundred miler's in the US, which is like 160 k's. She's gone to New Zealand for marathons. Um, shout out New Zealand. Like, get better sportswoman of the year. Um, she's done like, uh, she's a she's a very accomplished distance runner. Um, hashtag cancel AFL. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to get her on here and uh and 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 about some of the things. Because I think that's amazing. Yeah, it is Yeah, amazing. 10 days, 14 hours, 1,000 kilometers. It's just mental. How many hours
0: a day was she running?
1: I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that she, she ran the whole thing. I'm sure it's walk, run, run, sleep, sleepwalk. Well, I don't to, know.
0: You'd need to sleepwalk. You'd need to run for most of it to get the record.
1: I, I don't know. How long does it take to... I know it took me four hours to run, albeit slow. I was thick boy. Um, 40Ks, right? So... If, you know, people run marathons in, in in two and a half hours, three hours, right? Mm. So, can, you know, was she running for like eight hours a day? Like, cause if she did a marathon, I'm sure she'd probably do it in like three hours, right, like or less, slow, right? Like a relatively. So, Is she pace. doing like a sl- like a yeah. slow marathon pace for her? Was it like she running for like eight to ten hours and then like having a good for two
0: to three hours and then have a big rest? all day I don't
1: know. So, we'll, I'll, I'll get around here and ask.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool.
1: Cool, I'm guys. That's that. basically everything um we have to talk about. I'm pretty sure. Oh,
0: that was a good one. Yeah. I'm glad you got all of that off your chest. Hey, I feel good. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> feel good. Uh, so yeah, look out for our next podcast. Hashtag cancel me.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that yet. It's the hashtag cancel me podcast. Okay, <laughs> but, okay.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and once again, guys, please like and subscribe. We want to get those numbers. We want to get up to 1,000 subscribers. When we get up to 1,000 subscribers, we've got a couple of challenges in the works. We want to get to them. Uh, one more thing, though. Food challenge. When when is that happening? All right, yeah. We're going to update you on the food challenge here, guys. We did. So here's...
1: I'm a little disappointed. All right? Why? Because we've spent countless hours making... Now in the hundreds of tutorials. Yep. We've done... This is 24 podcasts from this one. I've got 15 or something with the other one. Quite a bit of content. There's a lot of content out there. And all this content... The most response I've had to any of my videos, our videos, is people asking, when's your next eating challenge? <laughs> God damn it. So apparently. What about you know all don't the great informative weights?
0: content that we're giving you
1: guys every day? Is or uh, once a month, but every day. <laughs> uh, we need to film some more. We're actually gonna start stockpiling this and next week. This week and next week. Um, and it's then good. you'll get stuff
0: weekly. It's good problems that we've been having. We've yeah, for it's such a long time while I was building uh, mm-hmm. while I was building my client hey man, base up. It's not all about you. We're talking to them about... I, I know. About, I'm, I'm just saying right. like, we had time. We had a lot more time to build up all of this content to be able to give you guys regularly. I know a couple of people have said like, when's your next podcast? When's your next thing? We've mm-hmm. been... Flat out right. finding it really hard. to Well, find maybe if time you all subscribed, we got over a
1: thousand this. subscribers, then we could spend more time to make videos. Yeah, we could. Anyhow,
0: buy more stuff. And that's we could right. Make
1: better content. Uh, so, so what we what were we saying? Oh, well, I'm disappointed, yet, yeah, because everyone just wants eating videos. So, I was going to do. Uh, first of all, list your um, in the in your comments what you wanted to see us do. We, what we are going to do is because I got a little thick there, guys. I went up to 115 kilos. I went from 90 kilos, so I went from 100 kilos to 90 kilos to 115 kilos. That's not
0: a little thick, now. And that's then I'm back with, down. I'm back down, I'm back down to
1: 107. Thick. Back down to 107 now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the day that I get under 100, we're going to do a 10,000 calorie um, each in one day in 10 hours. So it'll be like three or four meals, and we'll sit down and we'll film each meal. We'll show you the clock and the time, so you know it's just the same within 10 hours. Um, so that's going to be our next one. So that will be when I get my chunky butt under 100 kilos, which will hopefully be in the next two months. All right. I also want to do a spice challenge. Because it's this this the, the Paki chip, I believe it's called. Paki chip. Start telling me about this stuff. Is it, is meant to be the, 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 the spiciest chip in the world. Here's the deal, guys. It costs five bucks in the US. To get it here from eBay costs a hundred bucks, so they don't ship to Australia. It's like I'm not gonna spend what? for one, I'm not gonna spend two hundred bucks on a spicy corn chip. So can someone from America just like put one in an envelope and send it and to send us? And send it to us? <laughs> I, I have great. some relatives over there. I might see if they can if they can ship it across to us. Um because yeah, the difference is outrageous. See, I, could I, w- not I watched it.
0: a couple of videos of people eating that and you get those like really popular, like pretty girl influences, and that's like their whole dig. They're pretty and so they review stuff and they get millions of likes. And maybe one of my favorite videos on all of YouTube is these two girls doing it in bikinis because they think they're all that and they just start like violently crying and throwing up. Oh, dear. It's, it's awful and after seeing that, no thank you. No, we're doing it. I would not like so to we're gonna do that. We're going to do that one. we will, I will God figure awful. out how to get it here. Also, there's
1: one called the Devil Toe. Apparently, it's like the world's hottest lollipop. So <laughs> We're,
0: well, we're going to work on some videos I for you guys. Thought, like For a while, I was convinced we were friends but we're friends. <laughs> I feel like we're friends. you hate me. We're Why? Friends. Why are we doing this challenge? Why are the hot
1: challenge thing because i can't afford to eat or feed you ten thousand
0: calories every month all right but you can afford a hundred dollar chip no punch.
1: i can afford a five dollar potato <laughs> chips uh, a corn chip sent across from from a relative maybe we'll figure it out i'm not a fan but guys this um, idea. there will be some eating challenges coming up there will be some challenge challenge videos coming up there will be more podcasts and there will be uh some tutorials coming up soon Okay? So please like, subscribe, share, comment. um, Do all those fun things.
0: Let us know as well. If you guys have any good ideas for challenges, let us know because we'd like to start doing more of them again. (laughs) So whether it's eating challenges or hot chip challenges or anything to do with the strongman stuff we were talking about earlier, let us know what you guys think. Uh, If there are any good ideas and it's not like we don't have to make a big deal out of it, we'll just get it and run with it one day and right. just like throw a challenge at you if it's good enough. Uh-huh. So. And if you have any questions for um, Erica Laurie, the
1: um, the crazy Biblaman track record runner, uh, let me know because I'm going to try to get her on here pretty soon. All right. Um, awesome. Thank you. We'll I see you next time.
0: Just about everything. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's, that's the most of it. That's it. All right. All right.
0: See you guys soon.
1: Adios, amigos.